It is November. We haven't recorded um, since we got back from Knobcon. <laughs> Good old Knobcon. Yeah. Knobkin. Good old Knobcon. Do we, do we have a review of that? Do we want to talk about it? I mostly forgot, actually. Yeah, because it was kind of forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> the highlight for me, <laughs> you know, like, all I remember is going to the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. <laughs> we did that. Cheesecake Factory rocked. It really, you flipped the script on Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. You were not a fan before this. I went from a total hater to, uh, <laughs> to a fan. I signed up to the Cheesecake of the Month fan club. No. Is um, that real? I hope. Yeah. The uh, structure. Yeah. Stole yeah, the show at yeah. Nobcon. I think that was like, I, I know that was the main thing that I remember looking mm-hmm. back. Not only the um, at the booth, but then when they were using it for the performances that one night, uh, it was exciting to see it in action. I just yeah. wanted to leave with one. I know. I don't, I don't care if it's just raw breadboard or whatever. There was two of them in action. It was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe, I guess, a, a video module yeah by yeah. talking about it but yeah like i haven't seen anything else like that in the video synthesis world i, I think it's gonna change the game three years we've been watching it yeah. develop yeah every knobcon yeah and this was the closest version to being a complete product i think that we've ever seen yeah yeah you've shown off all the randomization features and all that stuff it was pretty cool what did they say for release? Did they say like fall? Or uh, something? He said I November. They, yeah, November. he said November. It's supposed to be this month, but uh, I haven't seen anything saying it's uh, it's coming soon. So might be looking at a winter release. I mean, I think it is a small company, so it's not surprising that they may not have the most robust manufacturing process. Erogenous tones. That is that is who it is. We've we I don't think we mentioned who who's doing it. Yeah. I think we may have mentioned it in the um, past. In yeah. the past, because every time we come back from Nobcon, I think they are included in our best of, because it's always very exciting. Yeah, there was a lot of video stuff in general this year. Oh yeah. Well, actually, we got a presentation from Lars from LXR. Yeah. Or not? LZX. That was good. LZX. LX. Very informative. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. It was a packed house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it cleared up a lot of stuff for me about video synthesis. It was very informative and. Uh, presented it kind of simply with examples so yeah that was a really good highlight of the trip for sure yeah i think if he were to do more in the future you know and dip into more advanced stuff i think uh i think people would attend he seemed to be surprised that there were so many people <laughs> yeah, there. yeah and you know and there was a lot of people that had more advanced questions that i don't think he uh was counting on you right know, it was meant to be like a real 101 type of class and people were hungry for more but uh, aside from that, yeah, I can't. Re- <laughs> there isn't anything that sticks out in my head about this Knobcon. One thing that kind of sticks out for me, and it was more after Knobcon that I got more into it, was that 512 sequencer mm-hmm. by the guy who makes the numerology software. It's like 32 or something HP, like eight knob sequencer with a bunch of like buttons below it, a bunch of inputs and outputs. But I think I missed that. Yeah, it looks like really. It was kind of the booth like two booths over from where ross was okay um, but yeah it looks like super full featured it looks like he's trying to share code between the numerology app and this sequencer um it had a lot of interesting um probability probabilistic and like algorithmic functions to it in the way you could do like stuff with steps that i haven't seen much outside of software or like something like a circle on which is much more expensive and like a you know hard to get but uh it's interesting but i'm also like 
I'm not really wanting to dive into a new sequencer right now. How many tracks was it? I think it was eight. Um, but it also had wow. a cool mode where you could like Ableton style like step through clips in like a session view. So it was built for also playback of the sequences that you make. Um, kind of like Carbon. Yeah, very similar to that. Um, Nifty. Now was this was this real? I mean, this was something that was out and available, or is it like yeah. a prototype? He's oh. been working on it for a while. It used to be like a prototype with like a wood panel, and this one mm-hmm. he had looked finished. And he, it seems like a. If you email him, he will tell you like sometimes he'll be like, oh, I have one I can ship you, but he's not at like full like production release. Wow. But it seems like it's kind of like an ER301 thing where the hardware is stable. Mm-hmm. It's just all about software now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But it looks impressive. I think it's um, in comparison to some of the other Eurorack sequencers I've used, it was a little more straightforward um, with complexity and not necessarily as abstracted away from like, oh, I just want to do this note-based sequence and have mm-hmm. a little keyboard on it which is one of my favorite things about the pyramid is just put like a just a little stupid keyboard on there that i can use to make sense of notes but you know look pretty cool hmm. i'll be i'll be tracking it for sure i mean there was there was a there were two things that, that i remember uh from knobcon um the first was apparently there's a stomper module oh yeah right in the Fuck. one you tile yeah, yeah that was that was mind-blowing um it was very exciting. The guy who was, who had it was super chill. Um, I don't even know if I got his name or his company. I basically just all I remember was Stomper module, and one of them was one U. Uh, I, I I had thought to like go back and like try to track one down or get one. Oh, and the other one was the um, that Arduino shield. Oh, the Detroit Underground. Detroit Underground yeah. thing. Yeah. Again, I I think we talked about this right like right after we left. Of like I'm not necessarily like. I don't think I'm going to go get one, yeah. but it's a really cool idea. Yeah. To have like the analog logic stuff yep. available. That was the twist really over just a straight like Arduino shield. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I'm, again, like I'm glad they got funded. Um, yeah. The Kickstarter yeah. was successful, but I'm not trying to, I'm moving more and more away from wanting to like program stuff to make it mm-hmm. do things. Is the Kickstarter over for that? I think so. I didn't keep track of it. Yeah. Cause we got, we got the flyer for the Kickstarter, which was either happening or... It I, had just started. It, it had like just started. Two days in at yeah. that point, which is smart. I mean, the only thing from Knobcon, the other thing I was going to say was um, it was cool to see the, the WMD sequencer with two of them because we had seen it last year, that weird gate <coughs> Right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And we had seen it with just one of them, and it was pretty cool. And they were like, oh, you could you can chain them. There could be two of them. And this year they had two of them, and it was kind of cool to see you know them interacting and having like this monstrous fucking uh sequencer seemed pretty cool and it seemed like it's, it's got to be getting close to being finished what's it called again mellotron i forget metron metron but yeah it was it was pretty dope the two daisy chain was cool and we got to see him perform live with that yeah right. yeah that yeah was pretty nice but it seems like just one would also you know be pretty good oh there was a lot of functionality in just one but yeah four tracks i think Maybe it was more. I think there's more than that. There's four rows. Uh, what's surfaced on the actual hardware is four, but I think there was a way to get more than that out of it. Yeah, I like that. I forgot all about it, though. <laughs> I don't know why. Because, yeah, that was the thing that, like, he gave a pretty in-depth presentation for us, and then while he was performing live, I was trying to keep an eye on, you know, how he was hitting the sequencer and calling things up. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, WMD. 
Once again. Once again, no sign of uh, <laughs> of uh, shit. What's it called? Gamma Wave. Yeah, Gamma Wave Mark II. Though I was really hoping to see one. Yeah, see a glimpse. Here. Same hair. It's back in the void. It was there like twice in prototype <laughs> form, right? And then boof. Yeah. No words. No ETA. No nothing. Yeah, it was almost more like it was what was missing was what stood out from this knob con. Mm-hmm. Like we we all wanted. We had the, the Zadar. Um, <coughs> infection at that point so we wanted to see one of those in action there was nothing nothing like that there a few other things um noise engineering there was no noise engineering there really yeah there was no erica synths present no noise engineering no zadar a grip of the things that were drawn our like top list were weren't there yep thus concludes another knob call yeah (laughs) (laughs) halloween has come come and gone it has. What would you guys go as? <laughs> I went as a uh, nerd yeah. <laughs> at, at a house party <laughs> in my house <laughs> where I sat here and played Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hmm. I uh, I did have a, uh, a craving for a horror movie. And uh, I didn't have my hopes up because there's never anything good around Halloween in the theaters, like, ever. True. It's always another, like, Saw sequel or, yeah, yeah. or like, Paranormal Activity shit, you know? The nth version of some uh, shitty yeah, franchise. Yeah, some, yeah. some found footage bullshit or some haunted house shit. I don't know. So I didn't have my hopes up, but looked online, and I guess Venom has done so horribly that uh, the IMAX took it out and put in the new Halloween movie, which I didn't even know existed. So that got me pretty stoked. It was it was fantastic. It's it's a direct sequel to the original Halloween. So Carpenter's heavily involved again, uh, not only with the direction but the soundtrack. Nice. And uh, so it's him and his son, uh, I think it's Cody Carpenter, uh, did the score. And just hearing that, you know, the original Halloween theme and everything else that they did through the IMAX sound system it was it was pretty good it's very old school it was like when you get a craving for for a food <laughs> but you're not sure what that food is yeah and you just go to a random restaurant and you end up like just leaving completely satisfied that that was my halloween film experience it was great soundtrack old school they kept it uh gory and just you know it, it wasn't ridiculous jump scare bullshit right right it's just michael myers walking around town slaughtering people for two hours and then it's a wrap it's like that's exactly what i needed (laughs) as it should be around halloween yeah still got the 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 music in my head it was like uh it wasn't like overdone you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it was the halloween theme but a little bit like modernized and they used it sparingly you know there was just some nice like drone work here and there to make tension so thumbs up the carpenter the carpenters i guess not the band the carpenters no not the band yeah, the carpenters no. but the john and cody gotcha father and son keeping it real i'm glad to hear that i want i want to check it out at some point my friends do do the uh, they do a horror movie podcast just recently did halloween h2o oh geez that was actually the last Halloween that I'd seen, <laughs> which is why I wasn't too hopeful for this one. Yeah, they but. tore it apart. And the, the, the one thing, though, that I remember, I mean, they, there's, there's a litany of problems that they listed with it. But the one that I had not really thought about before was, I don't want to jump scare in my Halloween movie. Right. Like, what's terrifying is his slow, relentless 
pursuit. Yes. Like he's <laughs> going to get you. And if it's not now, he'll get you later. Yes. <laughs> like you are, you haven't escaped him, but like, I don't want like him running someone down. It's just, he shows up when you least expect it. And you think you've gotten away. And then you turn the corner, or you open up a door, and there he is, and then you're dead. There he is. I vaguely remember H2O, except that Curtis was in that one again. Yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't really, like, true to her character. I mean, it was, it was her and her character, but, like, it had made a horrible, horrible turn. She was in this one, this new one. Oh. Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I forgot to mention. And she's fucking badass, dude. That's cool. She plays old grandma. Like, she's... She's worried about her daughter, who she apparently raised up to be completely paranoid her entire life mm. of this boogeyman, Michael Myers, who she thought didn't exist. So they all think, you know, oh, my mom's crazy. And then she has a daughter and she tries to like raise her granddaughter the same way. And her mom won't let her near her. And she's like, you know, keep your Looney Tunes shit away from my daughter and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So she's just like this crazy grandma who has this fortified shack in the woods. <sighs> With nice. all these stockpiled weaponry waiting for the day that Michael Myers would be up for parole so that if he got out, she would slaughter him herself. Like, that was the whole plot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was It was awesome. It was great. It was good. No, also, good. related kind of tangent, I was in a bar in Seattle a couple days ago and um, caught, like, 10 minutes of Cape Fear and realized, like, holy shit, I got to rewatch that movie like, as soon as possible. So let's let's discuss this quickly because I know you ordered one, Dave. I don't know if you got one yet. I didn't order it, but the two HP cat. No, I did not. I did not order it. You didn't. (laughs) No, I I thought for sure you would get that. No, I was in. It was in the cart. I got like 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 like, (laughs) I got. I'm like I'm ready to do this, and I like did did the full on like whoa 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 slow down. Is there any chance you're going to use this after the first day that you get it? <laughs> uh, and then I, I even try to talk myself into it. I'm like, okay, no, wait, well, I mean, it's a good noise source. Like, I did the full, like, I, there was a part of my brain that was like, you want to get this module. And then the other part of my brain is going like, dude, no, no, I did not get it. I'm, I'm impressed you resisted. I thought for sure you'd have like three of them. <laughs> Thank you. And it was, it was an internal struggle. Like, as I'm watching the video of it, like, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm just like grinning from ear to ear. I'm like, this is the most delightful thing I've ever fucking seen. And then when they send like a little like sequence to it, so it's like a little singing cat, I'm like, <laughs> oh, you fuckers. You fuckers. <laughs> this is just full on manipulation. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm like happy that it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have any real need for it in right. my rack. I mean, just anything with like lighthearted that isn't super serious. I, I, I think maybe there is a room for that type of stuff. Yeah, even just the day I saw it, I remember I was just having like a rough day and I saw it and I'm like, that is one thing that is not awful and terrible. Thank you. Thank you, universe. That is one thing. But yeah, speaking a little of KnobCon, um, I bet this is on your list. What do you think about that Nebulae 2? Because you got one of those and I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where you sit with it. I didn't put it on my list because I actually haven't been diving too far into it. Gotcha. Um, but with what I have done with it so far, I like it. But I'm also waiting for the new firmware to come out, which they've been teasing uh, for a couple of weeks now. I see. Because there's a couple of things I could complain about. Um, but the the one thing that I guess is what everyone's complaining about the most is the fact that you can't render the buffer to the card. Oh, so, I see. So, like, you can't save whatever you record. Right. It's kind of strange. You're either using source material from the card or you're using stuff in the buffer. You can't really take one and put it to the other. 
Does like the morphogene do that? Will it kind of record itself? Yes, oh, you can record a morphogene. If I recall correctly, yeah, you can you can save whatever you have going on there, and you can continuously like resample shit with the morphogene. Um, but they've been saying with the new firmware that's something they want to implement. It's just it wasn't there yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were looking for suggestions uh, also for this next firmware. The suggestion I proposed to them was that the uh, the file button not just be like linear like right now it whatever you have on the card you can change you know from file to file by hitting the file button or hitting yeah. it with a trigger i said it would be cool if there was a mode where it could be like randomized like anytime mm, you hit the right. file button with a gate it would randomly select a file from the card or That'd like you cool. could cv it so at this voltage it would play this file at this voltage yeah, it would play this file be, right yeah I don't know because, I mean, it just receives a gate, so I don't know if there's any way they could make it scale like that. Like if it reads like, you know, I don't know, between 1 to 5 volt or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. But that was something I thought would be cool. It would be basically break core in a module. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You just yeah. load it up with your pre-sliced, pre-tempoed you know, tempoed breaks or whatever, and then you can just start bouncing between them and manipulating them. It would be a lot of fun, I think. So when you hit file, does it start... I file mean, number one, and so then it goes to file number two. And they start from the beginning as they play? I mean, is there, is there yes. no... I, th- I think it'll still play the last, like, file that got played until it receives a new, like, play trigger. Gotcha, okay. So you can, like, switch files until you hit play again. I, I don't remember off the top of mm. my head. Me, personally, I haven't even been using it as a sampler mm. at the moment. Like, I haven't even put anything new on the card i've been using it more in real time as a buffer manipulator gotcha. kind of like okay. clouds yeah yeah, yeah yeah um that's that's essentially what i've been doing is making it like clouds you mm-hmm. know what i mean like recording stuff into it bouncing between wet and dry and fucking with the grains and all that um i've even been running it into clouds for like dual mm. you know mangling as a cloud substitute how does how's it hold up it, i think it would hold up yeah as a substitute for clouds, but at the same time, um, I don't know. Clouds has its alternative modes, which, yeah. although some people don't like, I've always enjoyed more, and I think yeah. that's why it makes clouds shine. Yep. You, ha- you know what I mean? You get all that extra versatility in it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If I had to pick one or the other, I, I don't know what I'd pick. That'd be a tough choice between mm-hmm. clouds and nebula, but I think they go hand in hand pretty well. But yeah, so I haven't had a chance to dive too deeply into Nebula, but I'm looking forward to, um, you know, diving deeper, especially when the new firmware comes out. What are you uh, planning to put on the card if you are going to use it? Well, I'd like to record stuff right from the modular mm. on the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I yeah. would like to get a good rhythm going on the modular, be able to record it in there and bounce the buffer to the card so that then I have like, you know, eight chunks recorded of that rhythm that I can then manipulate and randomize and play back you so know you're thinking yeah. of it as like another buffer on almost like you've got you've got the memory buffer but then you also have what you're writing to the card that you can fuck with yep yeah exactly it seems like you could do some really interesting layering exactly yeah. I, I, yeah. you take a simple sequence and yeah. all of a sudden you know you have something way more complex and layered that's mm-hmm. that's what i'm looking forward to doing making shit complicated <laughs> uh, enough about me let's let's discuss something that uh We've all had a hand in. Yeah. Wait, we, we've all had a hand in and as far as using it. it to be clear, we did not make this. <laughs> <laughs> Zadar, or oh, yeah. as DivKid pronounced it, 
Zadar. <laughs> I'm not sure which is the proper <laughs> pronunciation, either. but uh, I, I'm sticking with Zadar. Sticking with Zadar. I like saying Zadar better. It sounds more like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess the better way to put this is, does anyone have a single bad thing to say about it? No. Let's just start with that. Because, like, I don't, and I've seriously thought about getting a second one. Yeah, it's one of my favorite ever. Love it for envelopes. Kind of changed my system around. I got that SSF Muton, um, mainly because, like, it's going to pair up with that so well. And the fact mm-hmm. that it has that output attenuator means yeah. that I don't need, like, some input attenuator for the CV on the Muton. I can just handle it there. And right. I was like, oh, that's what kind of sold it for me. Um, yeah. The shapes and the modulation and the way you can save presets like it's just so well thought out and like single click for the analog to digital mode yeah. which is fucking brilliant like they really killed it i have one minor complaint uh, I'm, I'm a pessimist dave <laughs> i will always find I the even, problem i even look i even came to the table and was like you know what i love this thing i got no complaints don't get me wrong i love it i just think <laughs> that uh so they have four knobs right each mm-hmm. of which you can push and get a secondary function out of it. Yeah. Yep. Except for the one, um, the the voltage knob, I believe, right? Wait, the, really? Yeah, I think you're right. It will, it'll go faster if you push it in. Yeah. I don't think there's another mode. I think right. right. I was thinking it would be nice that if you push that button, it would toggle on the loop on and off. Oh, that's, that would be great. <sighs> it kills me to agree with you, but that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. It's It's... A great option, and it's yeah. the one thing that you have to kind of dive into the menu yeah. to enable. Everything else, like, I've I've barely gone into that menu. One thing that I haven't, um, I've seen a few videos of people using it as an oscillator that were mm-hmm. fucking incredible, and I haven't tried that um, yet too much. I've used it as, like, looping LFO, but not yeah. an audio rate. Yeah, me the one video I heard was, like, ridiculous. I didn't, mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, a noise engineering oscillator or something like that. It was so, like, odd. Yeah. Yeah, another shout out to DivKid. He he did a video with it as like a quad oscillator, and that was pretty Ooh. damn cool. And he had like one channel as an oscillator, and the other channel like um, you know CVing it while it was being oscillated. You know what I mean? It was. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about <laughs> right there. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a hell of a module. So much mm-hmm. functionality crammed into what is that? Eight, ten, twelve, yeah, I think twelve, twelve. Is that twelve? I think it's twelve. Okay. Yeah, For, I think it's twelve. Four think it's channels. 10. You think it's 10? Well, think of it as how many 4 HP you could fit in there. I don't think you could do 3. Yeah, I think that's 10. All right, maybe it's 10. But I like, too, that it's like mm-hmm. I, I looked at the manual one time mm-hmm. to look at yeah. some function I didn't know about. You could easily traverse it with no no issues. Yeah. And it sounds good. Like, it's – I don't – I got that and was like, I don't know why. Would I want an analog uh, envelope again? Like, I'm, I don't know. Because like yeah. it gets super tight in the way you can switch the modes. Like I don't see any reason to have them anymore. I think because of that. Mm-hmm. Ten HP. Ten. Ten HP. All right, fine. You're right. Hmm. Hope you're fucking happy hmm. with yourself. Hmm. I am. Hmm. Good fucking job. Yeah, I sold a couple of my envelopes since getting yeah. it, and I, I'm definitely thinking of just slapping a second one in there. And yeah, same here. That'll yeah. probably handle all of my envelope duties. Yeah. I mean, even I even got rid of the Quadra because I mean, the only thing that was different it was it had the. Um, it could, you know, it could take a gate and hold. Mm-hmm. Was really, the only thing that was different between I see that the, the Zadar doesn't have, and yeah. um, and it's so easy to dial in what I want it to do by just all of the shape, all of the shaping functions are like, well, this is actually easier than trying to figure out how long to have that fucking gate open in order to get the envelope that I want. 
why don't I just put it on this fucking, like I can just do it in that much easier. Yeah, there was some people complaining in the muff thread for it saying yeah. like, you know, they wanted hold and they wanted all these other like that's basic the, analog envelope functions. That's the on classic it. function of like from yeah. the 60s and I love their response was like, that's cool, that's what they fucking did in the 60s. This that's, is what I'm trying now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those exist. Yeah, exactly. That's a solved that. fucking problem. Yeah. If you want that there's plenty of choices out there for that. If you want something a little different, something a little, you know, off the rails, there's there's Zadar. For me too, it like opened up the ornament and crime even more because mm-hmm. I was using that as more of a modulator, and now I don't. It's more how can I make that thing fuck up the Zadar? Yeah. Like yeah. there's one preset I have where it's like you hit it with a gate and it wobbles like fucking Jello, you know, oh, and like nice. slows down with the gravity in that um oh, I forget what it's called the <laughs> ornament and crime one where it simulates gravity and the bouncing ball type thing. The one with the circle, like the circles on the screen. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. no. It's the one that literally you see it yeah, like, drop yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. You get four channels of that. Those two are fucking, it's it's usually in that mode yeah. now. Just to throw that kind of gravity type shit at it from a CV perspective. Uh, getting, getting crazy sounds out of that. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a good design. Like they really just fucking smashed it. Yeah, they nailed it. I mean, and it's pretty much what I would expect from a weird envelope in the year 2018. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Like, and it seems like none of us had problem ones, but... um based on that muff thread, people that are having problems are having them addressed immediately. Yeah. It seems, seems like a hardware more yeah. type thing more yeah. than software, which I think was our concern where it's like, eh, if it crashed ever, that would be disappointing, but uh, uh, just some hardware glitch then fuck it. Who, who suggested in the email thread about, um, the, the Mordot Mordax data along with it. You, it yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was talking. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that put a, a little worm in my ear. Hmm. <laughs> about it because now I'm, now I'm looking at those and I'm like oh yeah that would be sweet to be able to see like all four yeah. channels in real time I, love I mean the guys. screen does a good job of showing you what you're messing with currently mm-hmm. but the, the, and it was I think it was from the div kit video is where I first right. saw yeah, him putting right. it in, and I was like and each screen is fine like I, I go to A I'm like okay I get a sense of what A is doing I go to B and also yeah. seeing them all in, in real time and all this um, that would be incredible to have well that, that turned out to be not controversial do we have do we have anything that's controversial where we're gonna like fight we're gonna have like a good screaming match hmm i want more racist modules (laughs) (laughs) i don't (laughs) i'm glad you clarified that (laughs) yeah i mean the only thing i have is a visual cortex oh fuck yeah you got that yeah I, i don't i i don't really know how much to say because as we pointed out before radio and podcasting is not a visual medium. Um, all I could say though is, uh, I I'm getting a ton of shit out of it. Just it, because one of the things I was a little worried about is not having a ton of um, their modules or the modules that are specifically designed for video. Uh-huh. Um, but it turns out the, the 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 one real limitation is you need to have something that goes above 30k, and it turns out the Dixie does. So I have one that can go above well into that to the supersonic range um and then any of the other oscillators that i have handle the other dimension there's there are a couple of things that i would like to get that's Um, what i was going to wonder like what is it what are the gaps you want to fill in now the the main gap that i want to fill in is what the staircase does which multiplies and divides i send it a frequency and it does uh, multiplications and divisions but honestly i think that's it everything else i'm i'm I have with existing audio modules. Now to step back for a minute for our listeners, this is the LZX, which one is it again? The name exactly? This is the Visual Cortex. Visual Cortex. So it was like the 
out of stock forever yeah and yeah. nobody could get it and it's kind of a basic like what is it like starter system for video synthesis really yeah it's know? basically their like basic primitive toolkit in one module and it's um and it's big it's a big honking thing but what it allows you to get is video input so you can it turns it um these different video signals into usable signal within itself it has a ramp generator it has um different ways in order to do the sync generation um and then it has a mixer for the different like animation uh, and key generators and all of its module level, all of it, and it takes a lot of stuff from existing audio modules. So I can do animations with LFOs. You can do pretty much everything with just that and an audio system. And especially after seeing Lars's talk on, uh, at KnobCon, filled in a couple of the blanks that I was having as far as like, how am I using this audio signal to generate video? Yeah. Um, and I think his talk was great. And then they also have a series of videos uh, on YouTube, on their YouTube channel that is perfect explanations. It's kind of funny because Lars, even during his talk, said like, you know, he purposely worded things to not be a commercial, but it, it ultimately like definitely... Uh, sold you and oh, I'm God, sure yeah. many others in there on his stuff so yeah I mean it's it, kind of cool admittedly I was already halfway there like I, this is something I've been looking at for a long time and had been interested in yeah that's all I have for that that aside again this would probably be a lot more interesting if this wasn't a entirely audio medium true so I, I did go against as I mentioned my uh, no spending in October mm-hmm. plan got the noise engineering uh, ataraxic atiratos we're looking at it right now holy shit i did not realize how many cables you have plugged into it it's getting, yes it kind of likes to be modulated it's getting worked over right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, it's the big brother to to the ataraxic uh what's it called translatron i believe yeah, it was yeah, translatron, yeah. Translatron. which is like chippy atari style yeah you know i do wish it still had that digital readout screen though that would be nice (laughs) for for the waveforms but uh yeah it's pretty nifty um i've only had it for about two days now because i bought it during the perfect circuit halloween sale Mm -hmm. and then it took fedex like two weeks to ship it to me for some reason I was supposed to have it last Saturday and then it just kept getting delayed and delayed. But uh, yeah, now that I have it, I, I tried to dive into it um, on Friday night and last night. It's nifty. It's it's not like percussion based, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the BIA or anything, like it doesn't have an onboard envelope or VCA. Is there any way we can get a sample of this? Because I'm... Listen to this. So uh, one of the things that caught my attention when I first saw it was the uh, the comb filter. Yeah. So how? Uh, it's, how pretty cool. it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's it's like uh, yeah I don't know like I haven't had a chance to dive too far in. It's not like very resonant or anything. You mm. know what I mean? But it's cool because I don't know. I've been using it for the last two days to generate like high pitched percussion stuff. You know mm. what I mean? I, I keep running it through VCA and things like that, using it like a snare. 
and uh, comb filter helps to like bring out those upper harmonics and you know suppress the lowers and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's a neat feature to have on there, and it's definitely fun to CV have it do crazy stuff. Yeah, but uh, so is that what you imagine you're using it is mostly for percussion? Yeah, because that's what I used to use the uh, little guy for. Mm -hmm. You know, the the old Ataraxic. Yeah, I, I had that primarily as like a noisy chip tuny snare. You know, I mean, I almost always had it patched up like that. And this is now like a more interesting version of that. So hmm. I can definitely see using it in a percussive, percussive way also. Cool. And it's got the three modes, you know, three algorithms, switch, CVable, and the three um, octave ranges similar to the BIA, mm -hmm. also CVable. That's pretty cool. Um, only thing I don't like about it is once again... Like a lot of the newer noise engineering stuff, the the pitch is a endless encoder. Oh. Mm. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that. And I, and I get the reasons for doing it, but again, it's just not for me. It's hard to dial in sweet spots on the pitch like yeah. that. You know what yeah. I mean? But overall, I, I I think noise engineering got another another winner here. Mm -hmm. It's definitely uh, the sounds that come out of it are unlike you know much else that I can think of off the top of my head. It's pretty unique, pretty glitchy. It's advertised as an over-the-top glitch oscillator, mm -hmm. and uh, I think I would agree with that. That sounds very appealing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. And it's crammed into a pretty small package. 